Adam, what you got there? I have in my hands, I believe for the first time in my life, I have a major breaking global news story about flossing. And that is prompting our first ever surprisingly awesome update. Special report. I'm Adam Davidson. I'm Rachel Ward. And Rachel, did you have the same experience I had? Oh my God, yeah. The AP, the Associated Press, seems to have come out with a report that directly contradicts what we said on our show. We did a flossing show last week. The flossing component of it is so important because if you think about it, each tooth has five surfaces. And so you're brushing only three of the five. So you're only taking care of and removing the bacteria from three of the five surfaces when you're brushing. And then just a few days later, there's this news story out about flossing. And it just overtook my Twitter feed, my Facebook posts. We got emails from surprisingly awesome emails. We do read all of your emails to surprisingly awesome at gimletmedia.com. And there was like five in a row where the subject line was flossing, flossing. Do an update on flossing. Is flossing worthless? And then some tweets. Christine was was monitoring the Twitter feed. Christine, our producer. Okay, so here's a tweet from Alex Yeager, CFP, which undoubtedly stands for Circumspect Flossing Ponderer, not Certified Financial Planner. <laughs> he says, haven't flossed lately? Don't feel too bad. Evidence for the benefits of flossing is weak. Very. Uh, Sean Lee says, not very good timing for the folks at Surprising Show. To which I say, I think this is actually the best timing. I'm so psyched about this. What is the headline of this AP article? The headline of this AP article is Medical Benefits of Dental Floss Unproven. And so, Adam, what do you interpret from that? That I should stop flossing. Right. Christine, what does the article actually say? The article actually is about the way that the U.S. government's dietary guidelines are created which included flossing. So this article that was widely circulated on social media that we got hit with a bunch of times, it's not actually about whether or not flossing is good or bad for you. It's about whether or not the government is advising you to floss or not. And really, when you look underneath of that, there's there's some other really interesting stuff going on. Right. So that was sort of like the origin of AP's interest in this, where they were like, hey, why is this, why is flossing included in the dietary guidelines? There's, we don't see any science or evidence for this. And it's required by law that anything in the dietary guidelines is backed up by scientific evidence. Evidence in that case means like a randomized controlled research trial. Right. Something long-term, very robust. Comes a from- lot of participants. Yes. Those kinds of studies for flossing just do not exist. And so when the AP started to look into this, they found exactly that. And so that's what's being so widely reported about, like, flossing doesn't work. It's really just that we don't have any hardcore scientific proof about it. But we don't have hardcore scientific proof about it that it doesn't work. And the reason is that it's really hard to do a study of this. So all it's saying is we haven't done the study. So, yes, it's true. We don't know. But that's very different from saying don't do it. Right. It's also about clickbait, <laughs> which clearly doesn't work because I don't think anybody read this article. <laughs> well, they read the headline. Does clickbait work? That's the study I want to read. So, Christine, there, there was a FOIA involved here. What happened with that? So FOIA is uh, the Freedom of Information Act. Right. And that means that any 
person, institute, whatever, can request information from the government within certain parameters. Okay, so the Associated Press filed a FOIA. What were they looking for? They were looking for the specific evidence that was being used to include flossing within the dietary guidelines. Because if you want to put something in the guidelines... It has to have a lot of evidence, and that's required by law. Okay, and so AP submits this FOIA. What do they get back? Nothing. Then... Nothing. For a while. And then the guidelines come out. Flossing has disappeared. Flossing disappeared between when AP submits the request for information about the evidence and when the guidelines come out. AP actually asked twice. So they asked once nicely, and then they asked with FOIA. And then the guidelines come out. And then they get a letter from the government admitting there really was no evidence for flossing. And now it's gone. I see. So the AP mentions the research that is out there. They talk about this study... Dental Flossing and Interproximal Caries, a Systematic Review. So we talked to one of these study authors, Joanna Cunha-Cruz, and we had a great time talking to her. She has a lot of interesting things to say, but ultimately we just didn't, we couldn't figure out how to put this in our story because the finding of there's just not enough research because we haven't done it didn't feel that interesting. Ultimately, what Joanna told us was, you know what, in the face of no scientific evidence in the face of no trial evidence, what you should do is do what your dentist says. So we didn't wind up including it. And now... And now we are. And now because AP has advanced the story, now we're talking about it. Yes. And the advancement in the story is really great because it lets you in a little bit on how trade associations and lobbying works in Washington, D.C. So like big floss? Yeah, kind of. And the, the question is, why does it matter that flossing is in the dietary guidelines. Because what are what are the dietary guidelines? Like, do you even look at the nutrition facts on food? I actually do. I do, yeah. yeah. We all do. Okay. I still <laughs> refer to the food pyramid, which I think is not right. It's my, myplate.gov? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really different than a pyramid. So these guidelines are certainly not a big part of my daily life. <laughs> but the dietary guidelines are a big part of some people's lives because it forms the basis for what policymakers recommend, including on SNAP, any kind of um, school lunch programs. So things that, that where government funding streams flow along the lines of these guidelines. Right. So a lot of money's at stake for the people who get themselves on the dietary guidelines. Exactly. I do have the question, how can it be that hard to study? Like, you take 100 people and you say, all right. Everybody floss. Everybody floss every day, twice. And then you take 100 people and say, don't floss for, a, you know, six months, a year, whatever the amount of time is. And then at the end, we'll see how the flossers did and how the not flossers did. It doesn't seem like that hard a study to do. I mean, people are out there either flossing or not flossing anyway. The thing you want to think about is like what makes a good study, right? So it's something that's very consistent, something that's very objective, it's rigorous, and you can replicate it. And that's really hard to do with flossing for a lot of reasons. But there was one study that we did come across that tried to do this. Right. There's one basically that shows that there's some sort of benefit to flossing. Yes. And it was done on children, so that's a very specific population. And they're also flossed every day by a dental professional. But what that study did show, which is very interesting, is an actual relationship between a reduction in dental decay and having your teeth flossed, if you are a school child, every day by a dental professional. They had a dental professional every day. Every day. Floss their teeth. Wow. So that's expensive. That's it. Yeah. I think another part of this is that people don't really know how to floss that well. And you could instruct them, but there's no, there wouldn't really be a way to like monitor how much they're adhering to that. Got you. So you've now read a lot about this. I've, I've read the entire AP. 
report. And a yes. bunch of studies, and you've talked to some experts. Are you still flossing? I, I am still flossing. I will floss till the day I die. Why? Because I think it feels really good. That That's really all it takes for me is I really like the way it feels. My mouth feels dirty if if I don't do it. Yeah. I have been someone who has spent years of my life not flossing, mm-hmm. years of my life flossing. I can't imagine. And flossing's better. It really is. The dentist yells at me less. I have less buildup. My mouth feels cleaner. So we can't come out and say, yes, we know with scientific proof that flossing is great for you. We don't know that. But we also don't know that it's not. And that's not because it's unknowable. It's because nobody has spent the money and time to figure it out. Right. That study has not been done yet. And one more detail. A couple of the dentists interviewed for this AP story, when presented with the fact that there really is no evidence to keep flossing, they were, they doubled down and were like, you should keep flossing. <laughs> so the dentists were like, don't challenge my authority. Do what I tell you to do. Keep flossing, people. Oh, wait, Christine. Yes. One more question. Why is flossing in dietary guidelines? That seems ridiculous. I think that seems ridiculous, too. It's a good question, and it has to do with government regulations, which is a whole other episode that we would love to do. So if you want to hear an episode, Surprisingly Awesome, Regulation, please tweet at us with the regulation you would like. It's at Surprising Show. I'm so ready. Oh, no. (laughs) 